You are listening to the Do You Care podcast. This podcast is sponsored by HV Care, a club at HVRC. For more student-ran podcasts and digital content, visit hvspn.com. We want to make the disclaimer that none of us are professionals, and opinions or perspectives expressed in this podcast are not the school's official stance on the topic. We are just students, like many of you who are listening, who are passionate about social justice and are interested in discussing current events. In this episode of Do You Care, we discuss performative activism on social media, resurgence of various social justice movements, and how we can all be better activists. Today's hosts are Elliot Block, Addie Sullivan, and Emily Eshelman. Let's all go around and uh, say our grades and something that we are passionate about. I'm Emily, and I'm a sophomore, and some things I would say I'm passionate about is looking at how our education systems are disproportionately um, spread and how we can make them give everyone more equal opportunities pertaining to education and mitigating the poverty cycle, and yeah. Great. Um, I'm Elliot Block, and I am a senior. And something that I'm passionate about is uh, the performing arts and advocating for um, more funds towards underserved communities who can't afford to put on uh, productions or um, because I feel like I'm very privileged in that I get to put on two uh, productions a year uh, at my high school. And we have a very great performing arts program and not everyone gets to have that. So, yeah. And I'm Addie Sullivan. I'm a junior at Hopewell Valley Central High School, and I'm really passionate about equality in sports, um, women's pay gap, and just allowing equality in the resources that are provided to all different professional teams, national teams, and yeah. Awesome. During the heat of the pandemic, we all saw a, uh, a lot of opportunities to use social media for good use and advocate for causes that we believe in over the pandemic because you know although people did go out and uh, do performative activism and you know by protesting and whatnot we saw a lot of people use instagram snapchat facebook um, all different types of social media platforms to uh advocate for the causes that they believe in and repost things that other people are posting. So just a question, do you advocate on social media? And if so, how often? Um, well, I think during the pandemic, I definitely advocated a lot on social media. Like I know on Instagram, you can see like your archive stories. Like I go back and look at that and I just see like a bunch of posts that I used to put out. And then I kind of realized, like, I kind of stopped doing it. Um, it wasn't that events didn't stop happening. They kept happening. But I kind of looked at myself and I was like, what does me posting on my story that what maybe, like, a couple hundred people are, is going to see and they're already seeing it on other people's stories? Like, what is that really going to do? Um, and I just felt like it wasn't um, very useful of my time. Like I'd rather put my time into actually doing something than posting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I just realized that because during the pandemic, it was all you could really do kind of stuck in your house. So I feel like everyone was posting, mm-hmm. but right. after that kind of ended and stuff started opening, it seemed less 
helpful. Right. Yeah. So I haven't really been too strong on social media activism. I have reposted a couple things here and there with informational links and descriptions of certain events that are happening that is good for people to know about. But I feel that me posting on Instagram, um, mostly my story, like it wasn't really effective in bringing or helping the case at all. And so, but I did worry slightly um, of my image a little bit because I know that my family and I um, participate in activism and we donate as a family, which I know that not all families can afford, but we do our part outside of social media. And I felt that I was only really posting to show that to other people. And I was kind of in a debate with myself on whether, hey, I should be posting every once in a while just to remind people that I do support these things. But then I was like, other people don't need to know this by me posting an Instagram story. So it's kind of, it's a hard debate to think about, but no, I didn't really participate in too much social media activism. Right. Yeah. And I, um, I don't post on social media a lot, uh, to advocate. Um, I know I see a lot of people reposting stories and oftentimes I see a lot of the same thing being posted, um, because I think friend groups usually like find take something from someone else's story and then put it on their own story and i i think that i find performing uh activism by protesting like in person and being involved in a club like care um is help is a more helpful um to different causes and getting awareness out than social media is um and i feel like i i know i I have a friend who says that he doesn't post on social media because he doesn't you know he doesn't have a lot of followers on instagram and he thinks that if he wants to get the word out it's it's just by being involved in community activities and not by posting on social media because he thinks that people with more uh, fame have more power to uh, sway people's beliefs and get things uh, that they want out in the open, out in the open. So, Yeah, for sure. I think that um, the hardest part is because social media is a really big part of our lives now and also an outlet for information that we get. And I think that in order to not be just activism on social media. You need to do take your own time to do your own research about these things and not have your only information about all these things that are happening be Instagram stories or informational posts. And I do encourage following um, accounts on Instagram that provide things like these and immerse yourself in that kind of thing on social media. But I think you have to do your outside research on everything and not rely just on that for all your information. Yeah, I feel like it becomes problematic when you do that because it has like kind of evolved to this thing like activism on social media. It's like people look at one post, they repost it and they like check it off. They're like, okay, I'm done. But then that's like counterproductive because you're really not learning about the actual event. You're just like surface level and you're reposting it so that other people know like, oh, you're educated. 
but mm-hmm. what education have you really like gone through and what are you doing after yeah that too? and like I realized that and like I went I'm like now I'm like less on social media like I I delete Instagram off my phone and I find that like now I'll like scroll through like the New York Times or I'll just like mm-hmm. so I'm scrolling through something that's like I know I'm getting like real information that's like reliable because as much as you want Instagram to provide like the best kind of information because it's the easiest access like everyone's on Instagram that's not always true like all the information you're gonna get on Instagram isn't always like reliable so I think the first step is almost like disconnecting yourself so much from social media and like you have to have it's your own actions that you have to like reflect upon and change and like educate yourself and that's like the first step it's like an easy step to take and i think it's the first step that like anyone could take right and i think that there's a lot of people that would just trust their friends and what they post and see something and be like oh this this looks like it's something important to the time that we're in now and maybe a current event that just happened and oh i'll post this on my story oh wait and then they didn't <laughs> read it so right. um exactly what you said and i i honestly i applaud you for deleting instagram because i could never <laughs> yes. really i'm honestly i feel like most like most teenagers i'm addicted to <laughs> social media especially tiktok um and for reading the New York Times too that's yeah good you're getting you have to get your information from reliable sources um and from people who have uh notoriety yeah also to be able to share and share the correct information not to spread false rumors and stuff like now like that I like read more of like the news and stuff I like I just had a conversation with my friend yesterday I was like oh I saw this like I was reading something did you hear about this like how do you feel about it and we have like an actual conversation about it mm-hmm. and she's like similar minded to me and that she wants to have that kind of conversation with me that's I'm, so important right and like I can now pull from like oh I'm actually hearing this from a reliable source what do you think about it like I'm kind of conflicted with what they're saying mm-hmm. and like even that is like a step towards you're doing something like you're having healthy conversations right it helps a lot to like get someone else's opinion on something mm-hmm. instead of just posting something and no one is talking back to you right. and you didn't even read it question mark I don't know, maybe <laughs> you did but i don't know all great points uh we're gonna move on to something um that we all witnessed um during the uh heat of the pandemic in 2020 um so there was the um black lives matter movement uh uh, because caused by the um, killing of george floyd and we saw um on that one tuesday that we remember the um the black screens being posted on social media um and i was just wondering what you know some of the positives and negatives of this were and if you posted a black screen and how kind of your thoughts about the whole thing yeah so i did not post a black screen but i do remember being really worried that people would think like oh she doesn't support this because she didn't post this on instagram but i just remember there was a big problem with the comments of those black screen pictures, they were using this certain hashtag. And the hashtag, once you clicked on it, it was supposed to bring you to this post that was 
from a family member of George Floyd telling you how to donate or how to help. And then when you press this flash, this hashtag, it was flooded with black screens that weren't helpful, didn't tell you where to donate, didn't bring you to the right post. And I remember this being such a problem that all these people wanted to show that they did support. And it's great that you support this. Um, but it was detracting from the fact that there was some people that really needed help during that time. And I remember that being a problem and being a struggle for that family to get help. No, yeah, I remember like the exact thing happened. I posted a black screen with the hashtag and someone DM'd me and told me about it, so I removed it. Um, And that was really helpful. So that's a positive thing. Like Mm -hmm. if someone, if you do something wrong, I think a lot of the times someone can correct you and you can learn from it. Um, Like if I were to go back, I don't think I would post it because I think it kind of changed the whole Black Lives Matter movement and put it on people who like, like people were just like for their image, like participating in it. And like, that's not what it's about. It's about like doing it actually something. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like the black screens were kind of counterproductive. Mm -hmm. And, but like, I think that just shows how I've, how I've grown in the past like year. And I think if a lot of people can just recognize that in themselves and then that's also like a first step you can take. Right. Yeah. I don't think there was any malintent, of course, no. No. out of anybody who did, but it's like good to educate yourself. And now, now we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah. We, we talk about not or looking at a post and not reading it, mm-hmm. but you know, this, the black screens, you know, have no information to right. offer about how you can help, um, you know, except for maybe the links for those that, click them um and i did not post a black screen i thought that it was counterproductive and that i wasn't doing my part um and i actually went to a protest in princeton um to and that was it was very emotional protest and but i'm glad i went you know and it was a risk for everyone because that was when there was no vaccine. Um, and, but I remember, you know, wanting to go because I wanted to be, you know, show that I'm an ally and that, um, I care about these causes or about the situation. Um, and I wanted to give my support. Um, but I know that both of you had different experiences with being able to actually go to an in-person protest would anyone like to comment yeah sure so i did not go to any protests during i'd say that summer or spring or fall of that year i was i mean my family of course was really concerned about covid Um, i had my grandparents living with me at the time which kind of was a little difficult love them so much but we weren't able i wasn't able to do that kind of stuff and I mean, with the resources that I had and the knowledge that I had, I did not know how to really take part in much activism apart from protests, which I chose personal opinion not to be able to go to and the social media posts. So it was kind of a struggle being at a height, I'd say, of the Black Lives Matter movement or one of the heights. Um, But that's also 
where social media may be able to be important when you can't go to protests or social media where you post an image saying the information of a protest that's coming up or providing outlets for activism on social media, but not just saying, hey, I stand for you or here, here are some links like just to do random things. And so although I did not, I wasn't able to go to the protests, it is an outlet for social media to maybe have some important impact. I think within the circumstances, social media was important because it was like at the height of the COVID pandemic, no vaccine at the same time, like this huge thing happened. So like I wasn't allowed to go cause I'm high risk for COVID. My mom didn't want me to go, but, um, so I think everyone was kind of stuck at home. Most people couldn't go. So they only had social media. So I feel like within the circumstances, it was very important. And I think it totally changed what happened because the events got so much attention. And every time something like that happens, I think it deserves that amount of attention. But just since everyone was kind of on social media at home, it got so much more attention. And I feel like that was so important. So the fact that that could happen was good. And now it's kind of like, okay, that happened. What can we do? Like we were stuck before and it was just acknowledging it. But now there needs to be something done. Now that we've talked about the um, digitalization of advocacy and how we interact with social media and different posts that uh, are relate to our advocacy, and we also talked about um, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, I was just wondering, uh, what are some ways that we can become better activists in our communities and beyond? Yeah, so I know we keep on bringing up social media. It's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad. But um, if you are going to post on social media, there's things that you should be posting um, that are more beneficial than others. And I'd say two of those most important things are links to reliable information or donation centers, or you need to really do your research to make sure those are reliable or upcoming events that you can be in person and do. And I think those two things are really helpful to be on social media because social media is one of the main sources of um, communication in this generation. So I think if we are going to post on social media, those are two of the most important things. Um, I agree. And like I said before, it's like little things that you can just take beyond social media, like educating yourself, having um, healthy conversations with other people, um, taking what you're learning from other people and from the news and maybe making it your own, like bringing it to a club like HV, HV Care or just things in your community. There's always opportunities. There's always something you can do. So if you want to be an activist, it's about taking action and doing something. Yeah. Um, something that I do is use uh, my leadership platforms to uh, spread awareness. Um, as a state thespian officer, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I um, I use my position to advocate for the arts because that's something I'm very passionate about. Um, and last year, you know, we took advantage of the opportunities that 
Zoom provides, and uh, the state thespian officers advocate for arts education um, at the National Arts Action Summit in, uh, well, virtually toward, to Washington, <laughs> D.C., um, where we talked to representatives um, that uh, or, con- or the representatives of Congress people and senators um, from their offices and talked to them and uh, gave passionate speeches speeches <laughs> um, and uh that was um that was a great experience for me um not only was it a way that i can spread um awareness and advocate for the causes that i believe in but it was also just fun it's nice to learn a little bit about what you're advocating about and it's nice to uh, interact with people who also uh, share the same beliefs as you and want to learn more um for sure like the like-minded people yeah 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 i would say um if you want one word to kind of summarize what we're all saying is taking action i think that without action nothing really changes and nothing can change so if you're looking for a way to be a better activist i would say take action on the issues that you believe in and feel that you can make a strong impact but don't think that you have to change the entire world. Every little thing counts. Yeah, it's a, it's important to actually educate yourself and really focus in on the things that you are passionate about and want to learn more about. Because, like we said earlier, if you just look at something and repost it and not even read it, that's not helping you. Um, and frankly, it's it could hurt you and other the people around you if you are ignorant of the things that you're posting you can find aspects of a bigger issue like you said that cater to your passions and it's all about that like educating yourself on that and taking action on that thank you all so much for joining us today for this episode for more student-ran podcasts visit hbspn.com period subscribe to our podcast on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts stitcher youtube or wherever else you find your podcasts make sure to follow us on instagram at carehv and stay tuned for next episode bye Bye, guys thank you signing off